Hello and welcome as the Jam Training Institute presents another episode of the Magician's Call podcast. We have another great episode for you. In this episode, we will join Lance Allred and Dr. Lahab Al-Samurai, who will discuss spellcasting. It's a great episode and we can't wait for you to hear it. If you want to support the Magician's Call podcast, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. So without any further ado, Dr. Al-Samurai, take it away. Welcome back to another episode of the Magician's Call. I am Dr. Lahab Al Samurai. With me, as always, Lance Allred. How you doing, Lance? Hey, Dr. Lahab. I'm doing well. Um, things are picking up on my end as far as the many balls that we magicians love to juggle, and so uh, the course that we have started last week. Um, I'm really excited about where that's going, and. As always, whenever you and I sit down, I think we continue to um, be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, um, it's generic, I mean, not generic, but um, anywho, I'm stumbling here. But what I'm getting at is that a lot of new information or insights always pop up. And even when we're doing a course, like last week, new insights popped up and I got triggered. I got activated in, during the course. Yeah. Um, the lover archetype the lover. Is, can be very activating. Whether, whether they are physically present or not, just mm-hmm. the idea of them can be activating. 100%. And what I love about it is that what really came up is both keep secrets, lovers and magicians. Mm. Love their secrets. Yes. They love their secrets. They do. For different reasons. Absolutely. For, for complete different reasons. But that's always, you know, the magician's call. He's going to defend themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, obviously we don't want to again make ourselves holier than thou than any other archetype. No, I think uh, we're, th- but, we're talking but, about shadow. <laughs> but it's definitely um, the degrees of there's just different types of secrets. Um, you know, and the magician is usually like, hey, you know, I'm strategizing. I'm playing a big game. I don't want people to know my, all my angles. I don't want people to know all my moves because I'm trying to win this game. The lover might be more, oh, I mean, I had fun the other night and I don't want anyone else to know about it. Yeah. Um, so there are different types of secrets. Maybe, and I can't may, say maybe I'd better. like to maybe I'd like to play again. Maybe not. But I'm not going to mm. tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> um but that's why I've, I've loved this course that we have started. And that's why I've loved this podcast because again, micro and macro, I see it all as you and I um, continue to dive into it. We are awakening parts of ourselves of our own um, self-awareness, um, but also the archetype itself. And we've mentioned many times before that the magician has been in hiding and has been sleeping. But um, as as we're seeing with current world events, there's now a huge opening for the magician to step in. And um, it's really quite fascinating. And I'm always going to love having these conversations. And it was fun to see the course last weekend. And people watched me go off the rails a little bit. But then <laughs> well, you know, that's the best part of it is, is when we're able to 
kind of show uh, people how the archetypal energies move us, um, even when we're triggered by them. Right. Uh, so it's a great way to uh, impart knowledge. It's like, you know, this thing is going with me and you could tell that I'm triggered and it's because of this. And, but you're, um, it's a great teaching tool mm -hmm. because you're, 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 you're inviting them to see how personal it is because it's hard to see the archetype as personal. Mm -hmm. And it's always nice to be able to see it like in person present itself. Yes. And so this is true. And um, in my own experience, being a student in many rooms, this is not me tipping my hat to myself, but I know when I've had teachers allow themselves to be human, that they don't purport to always be 100% Zen all the time. It actually allows me to trust them more. That they're not acting or pretending like they have all the answers. Um, and that's where any archetype gets into trouble is when they are either posturing or they really have deluded themselves into thinking they do have all the answers. And what is that uh, clinical diagnosis when someone is so uneducated on a subject Ooh. that they allow themselves to believe they, more than, they know more than they actually know? I forget the clinical term for that. Inflation. Um, <laughs> That's Psy true. psychological inflation they psychological call it inflation. yeah are you talking about like uh, well just people who don't have much knowledge on, on a subject but then they're the most opinionated yeah that's a personality disorder i think yeah I'm trying to i think it's a structure in the personality and i think what it has is like a, um like shadow elements to it oh absolutely um because they 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 make the statement with such certainty and you know they don't know what the fuck they're talking about it's not yeah. even like they're kidding around no and they make it with certainty and that's where i think i think it's a very shadow element um to it they, they they're they're getting at you mm -hmm. they're coming at you yeah, it, well, that's what we see a lot in the political realms or on Twitter and social media, that a lot of people have really, they believe they can watch uh, an, an op-ed or read an op-ed or watch an op-ed show and think that they fully understand. Like, for example, there are people who are now blaming <clears throat> President Biden for the gas prices. Ooh. When Russia is only 1% of our oil consumption. Yeah. And these are the same people that are uh, libertarians who are all about the free market, right? Yeah. But let's blame Biden rather than saying, oh, wait, this is the free market running amok. The corporations are profiteering <laughs> exactly. off people, man. Absolutely. The corporations are pretending there's inflation. They've, they've created basically a run at the bank. They're going in after us in certain ways, like fucking cheese. I can't afford cheese anymore. I like cheese, but maybe it's yeah. better without cheese. But anyway, freaking cheese is like, it's like 500%. It's up. 
Yeah, it's nuts. Like, so when I used to buy like these small things for a couple of dollars, now those small things have become smaller and now they're like six, seven dollars. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on? So, and there's absolutely, there, there's no justification for the way they keep raising the prices. No, none. And so, well, there are supply it, lines, it, supply chains, whatever, whatever. They have made every single excuse possible. Sorry to interrupt you. Go oh, on. no, no, no. They, made, but, uh, they, but they've, the gotten, point, they've but, gotten to me. Yeah, they have. And they've taken something that's precious to you. It's cheese. Yeah. Um, but the point that you, uh, you're s- setting me up for is that it is easier to blame one man, the president, mm. for the increase in gas prices or whatnot, than it is to blame corporate greed, because a lot of these people, these, quote, libertarians, who really aren't libertarian, they're just conservatives disguising themselves as libertarian but they still have these strong conservative values but they'd rather blame biden than blame corporate greed because they still want to aspire to be in that position of wealth where they can capitalize hoping that they get to be there somewhere in the future and so it's easy for people they think they they can say is biden manipulating the market with gas prices but Again, they have very little information on it, but they're going to act like they know it all completely. And it's just fascinating to watch that. Circling back to the point, when you have people in positions of mentorship or teacher that are absolutely sure they have all the information, that does not endear me. It does, it does lure some people. Some people are drawn to that um, absolute power uh play by a tyrant or whatnot because it lets them feel some sense of security but for the magician um we like our leaders to have humility to know that yes we're going to keep playing the game but you and i know the more we learn the more we learn how little we know yeah and that is a um a big thing that uh, going back to the point I was making, yes, some of the people saw me, saw Lance lose his shit, but I'm hoping that it enables them to trust what we're doing. Like it has enabled me in the past to try to trust other mentors who have shown vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting about Biden is that we haven't had such a decent president in a very fucking long time. He's a decent human being. You could call him all the names in the world, but he's a decent human being. And he's trying to do right by the average citizen. He's trying to help. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's easy. Okay, this is a man who was raised in the Cold War who was raised in a different generational set of values that obviously voted very differently in the early 70s than he yeah. did in the 2000s and the yeah, 2010s. for sure. And so it's for very sure. I'm easy. I'm talking about the, the, the person we see now. I know. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. And so we can shame him and try to hold him. Oh, my gosh, he's actually a really bad guy because he yeah. voted this way before. Yeah. Or we can say, like, for example, someone like my father, who recently passed, he grew up in a staunch polygamous cult, very chauvinistic, but he had the beautiful arc of becoming one of the most loving, unconditionally accepting people you would ever meet. 
And now are we going to hold him to things that he did in a generational context 30, 40, 50 years ago? Or are we going to admire how much that he's grew and how much Biden has grown and has allowed feedback to come into his life that honors what his children, what his grandchildren's perspectives are, that obviously have a lot of influence on him, that allow him to be a very compassionate man who has had a lot of heartbreak in his life. Yeah. That forces him to, while he may be somewhat blunt with his wording, um, he also is a man that greatly cares with how much he gets emotional as well. I, I, I liked him back in 2007 when he was running, when he lost to Obama uh, in the Democratic debates. I loved how passionate but also blunt he was. Yeah. Um, and so it's really interesting right now where people want to blame Biden for not being strong enough for going at Russia, but these are the same people who blew off uh, Trump's perfect call. And Trump admitted by his own words, this is exactly what he said, and he called it a perfect call where he was withholding from Ukraine. Yeah. But they're going to blow that off, but then yeah. say Biden's a bad, a weak president for not attacking Russia right yeah. away. Had a Democratic president done that, it would be like headlines every single day across everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. These guys don't advertise the way they should. No, um, they don't. They should, um, they should go after that. I mean, it's ridiculous anyway. These guys yes. are ridiculous, right? Um, but I like Biden. I mean, we could hold both pictures of him. Uh, when Absolutely. he was younger, he had a certain, but politically right now today in this day and age, with all the crap that's happening in the world, Right. invasions, war in Europe, people arming themselves. It's like all kinds of crazy shit is happening. Right. He is staying calm. Absolutely. And he is talking to everybody in a very sincere way. Yeah. And what proves to me that people are insane right now is that nobody can seem to hear him. Yeah. As somebody who's staying calm, and we need this presence, by the way, yeah. because we're not in a good place. This uh, pandemic has, uh, basically, there's all kinds, everybody's sick and tired of it. So we, uh, there's some emotional and psychological breakdown. Yeah, we as a country are not emotionally well. Yeah, not, not right now, no. 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 I mean, usually we always titty-totter between uh, the majority and the minority. It's usually close. Right now, it's not close. Both sides are tipping towards craziness. Yeah, I would agree 100%. And that's the issue of the um, Electoral College, that more and more the fringes are having the largest speakerphone. Yeah. And we kind of have to cater to that. And but with that, when that's the voice that you're always hearing, it does force the rest of us to ask, are we crazy? Yeah. And you start to feel like you're crazy. And then yeah. like, wow, we're going over here. And but I think, again, the magician's point, uh, the magician's job really is being able to stay calm in the middle while both sides are freaking out or both sides are at war or both sides are disagreeing or falling further and further apart or in retribution against each other. Being able to hold the middle and stay calm, that is what really, we're going to be said before, that I think that is one of the defining attributes of the magician. 
Yeah, so to be able to see to see the entire picture, you have to be able to step back every every single time. Right. Every time you get close to it, you don't see it. So you have to step back. And just to support anyone who's listening who views right over left, who leans right, Mitt Romney. I love Mitt Romney. John McCain. I would vote for John McCain. It wasn't right. like I thought any one of DC, them was... He was a decent human being also. Yeah. Yeah. I, and people have problems with decent human beings. He was a decent human being. I know. And so I just want to be clear that we've swung so polarized that, oh, if I don't like Donald Trump and not... And I will tell you why. Again, the magician. This is a man who doesn't take any feedback from people. They're they're not in the right. That is. That this is, is the clown car that has disconnected from the train. Absolutely. So what we have those at, clown cars. We don't call them, you know, the the the, the eco terrorists and stuff like that. We don't no. condone them. We don't make them our primary engine in the party. Look, this is ridiculous. Well, it's like. So I'm just trying to be fair to anyone listening. But again, we've gone so far that anyone says, oh, if you're not pro-Trump, that means you hate America or this sociopath. Yeah. He's a sociopath. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to get at to anyone listening is that give me Mitt Romney, give me John McCain. I mean, I had no issues with those guys when they ran against Barack Obama. And the only thing that really pushes me left of center and anyone who is taking a deep breath would understand is because I grew up in a polygamous cult where there was no separation of church and state. That is the one thing that will always push me left of center. Doesn't mean I'm extreme left, not by any means. I've seen way too much stuff to operate in the extremes. And that's not where um, reality or truth really is. The extremes distort um, perception. And so I'm just trying to assure anyone listening that they we're not going to turn perception into this. And they subjugate. Absolutely. And that, that's something the magician will always stand against. Absolutely. They will 100%. subjugate and they will distort. And it's yes. not, it's not, this is the, this is the issue. I think that, I think you're making very clear. That's what yes. I hear. Right. So I'm just trying to let people know, I think, I think you're, you're helping me articulate that I don't see this as a political issue. No. I see this as a hu- humanity issue. Yeah. Where um, magicians on the extreme and tyrants or um, tyrant magicians, there's hybrids there too. Yeah. They distort the truth and they get the, the warriors, the people who are looking for a cause yeah. to buy in wholeheartedly to these causes they inflame them inflame them yeah and so it's manipulated and so what i'm trying to do is let you know that i'm seeing above we're both seeing above the talking political points and seeing it's a deeper more malevolent game than that by getting people to turn a blind eye away from real issues like okay Corporate greed, where is the money going? Uh, no manufacturing in the United States, exportation of jobs. But instead of looking at that, oh my gosh, each exportation or import of a good is reflective of a deported job. No, we're going to blame immigrants for taking our jobs in the States because that's an easier thing to look at. 
And so what I'm getting at with the magician- By the way, nobody picks up the fruit. If the Mexican Mexican migrants didn't come and pick up the fruit, all the fruit would be so expensive, you couldn't afford it. Because it's their labor that picks up the fruit. And no, and and they they could talk about it from here to sundown. They would not be here if the work was not here. Right. The work is available for them because they do the work. Other people are not doing the work. It's hard work. It's not easy work. People say you're beneath them, but the Roger Stones of the world, who are clever magicians, are able to direct people's fear at straw men or straw issues that really aren't the issue, and they then politicize them into extreme uh, argue points that get embedded basically into the medulla oblongata, the brainstem level where it's so tribal that you can't even have a rational conversation with anyone anymore. And so that is what we're getting at is... Well, the kind of magicians you're talking about, the dark magicians who have basically surrounded themselves around Trump. You have Stephen right. Bannon, you yeah. have Stone, you have the, the guy behind the uh, concentration camps at the border. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller, yeah. Stephen Miller. All yeah. these, all of them are magicians and all of them are twisting everything around. They're the ones who have created this hub of, and they are the one who are propping the fool as they're, he's basically their clown. Yes. Um, And he is. uh, And then they got everybody believing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they sold it to everybody. They did. And what was shocking to me is, again, where I come from in Montana, my uncles and aunts who are hardworking, salt of the earth people who do not trust men in suits and ties. They call people carpetbaggers, get your fancy suit out of here. And here we have a man named Donald Trump who shits on golden toilets. We know has never probably held a wrench or a screwdriver in his entire life. Suddenly showing up. And my aunts and uncles, again, tractor, hardworking labor people are suddenly thinking this guy understands all of our problems. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened to your xenophobia of carpetbaggers? Suddenly this guy is your champion. It was astounding to watch. Yeah. It was sobering, really. Yeah, I mean, when you say when you you say you shit on a golden toilet, I mean, you're talking mythologically, right? You're talking like a character out of and where where do magicians love characters out of fables? They love these characters. They love yes. this, you know. Um, it's very interesting. It's it's very interesting how they have manipulated because. I I made it a point to listen to Bannon and see what, what he was saying. And he and it was like, and I enjoyed his conversation, right? I enjoyed yeah. it because I enjoyed it at the level of he's fucking with them. Right. He's telling them that they're stupid, and he's telling them that um, what they're doing is stupid, but they have to do it because right. the alternative is a nightmare. 
and he's calling them stupid. Right. right. And I'm sitting there going, wow, they don't pick up that he's insulting them over and over again, even though these are his base. Yeah. Yeah. They treat them like, uh, what is it? Endangered uh, servants. Uh, indentured servants. Indentured servants. <laughs> yes. Well, they are endangered, too. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Bannon, Bannon and Stone and uh, Trump's mentor, who was an advisor for McCarthy. I'm forgetting his oh, name. Oh, yes. Uh, the lawyer. Yes. Cohen. 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 Yeah. They understand the power of speaking to the victim slash conspiracy theorist archetype. Dude, yes. The shadow. Two yes. people's shadows. They yeah. know how to call them out. This is what you have as a dark magician. You talk to people's shadow. Yes. They talk about that, uh, Lance. Yeah. It's very interesting. It, it is. And the very clever thing about activating the shadow, the shadow is, quote, the ego. All shadow parts of all the archetypes within you, that comprises the ego. And the ego is the part of us that believes that we can never be fooled. That we have all the answers, that I am smart enough. And when the dark magician is speaking to the shadow, especially like let's use the conspiracy theorist who is just an offshoot of the victim archetype, because really it's a conspiracy theorist says, this world is in a safe place and everyone is out to get me. Mm. and how big of a victim archetype is that but they are able to they're really the out to get you they tell them i know and they're, so the magician tells them edwin's out to get you but i'm already telling you something that you already know yeah you already know so I'm just affirming it to you yeah and so it's that's very clever dark magic oh yes when you speak to the ego and say you're already smarter than everybody else around you and the world has wronged you and you know it and you're never going to be fooled ever again. And as Mark Twain said, probably my favorite quote in the history of the world, far easier to fool someone than it is convinced that they have been fooled. Yeah. Dark magicians have coined a phrase for it and it's a very catchy phrase it's called messaging. Mm. <laughs> it's when it's when you're doing it so well that you coin a catchy phrase yeah. to embody it, it. and it, it is yeah. it, it's basically it's deception and manipulation yes it is yeah. and then you allow people to believe that they're inside on some previous information Yes. That allows them to believe that they're smarter. And so the fascinating thing is... Yeah. That's where the conspiracies talk. come. Exactly. Um, I was raised with conspiracy theorists yeah. as a child. Yeah. That it was integrated from the pulpit. Yeah. That it was so... But even as a kid, I'm watching these people. I'm like, wait, we're God's chosen people. Yeah. We are his elite, his preordained tribe to yeah. bring his message to the world. Yet he doesn't have our back. Yeah. That he's going to let the government come in and wipe us out at any moment. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Are we God's chosen people or not? Mm -hmm. 
But this is the, the trick of living in absolutes that you have to have gym mental gymnastics to give yourself these fail safe points where you're able to get out of the corner that you're putting, that your logic is taking you into. And that usually is with the victim archetype saying, yeah, and they're out to get me, which is allowing the victim to say, I am important enough that the government would single me out and come after me specifically. That Mental is gymnastics, Lance. Yeah. Mental gymnastics. That's what magicians do when they have weaved the spell. They Absolutely. create a, a men mental gymnastics like field course where people would have to go through them and right. they would make the same argument to you. So if right. they're from one side, the more extreme it is, the crazier it is, the more um, their conspiracy theories have to be. Right. They have to be unbelievable. They have to, to explain why they're living on the fringes, to explain why life is so hard. Otherwise, it causes to say, well, has my life meant anything? Did I not make good choices? It's no, there's someone out there to get me. Yeah. That's a lot easier than the painful self-reflection of maybe looking at choices that weren't the best choices and choosing to learn and grow from them. And so as a kid, seeing men with conspiracy theories run a religious group, there were a lot of things that just didn't make sense. Uh, just if you walk down the path of logic to the end, but like two points I always make to people. Three people cannot keep the same secret. It's just humanly impossible. They just cannot. Um, I don't have enough faith in humanity to believe in conspiracy theories. So that's the, that's the oxymoron of it all. The irony is that conspiracy theories are saying that we can't trust humanity. I'm going one step further. You're right. I don't trust humanity enough to believe in conspiracy theories yeah. because the amount of discipline and um, fortitude it takes for a multitude of people to share the same secret like COVID being a massive conspiracy mm. Um do you mean suddenly that the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and all these other people who are supposedly morally bankrupt people are now the greatest teammates in the world mm. to run this giant conspiracy and work together? As a basketball player, just getting five people to put their egos to the side to decide who's going to score the basket this turn, not just who's going to score the most points this game. That was incredibly difficult to get everyone on the same page. Basically impossible. And that was just a basketball game. And yet I can sit with people and talk all day with them. And yet they want to circle back. And that is the, the conspiracy theorist saying, no one's ever going to get a leg up on me ever again. I'm smarter than everybody. And Bruce Springsteen had a beautiful interview in a podcast. And he says, these are my people. And I, love them even in all their limitations Ooh. and these are my people it's from it's, montana it's the magicians the magicians are the ones who are wreaking havoc oh. this way and yeah. we know that the tyrant magicians i like the term tyrant magician i don't want to give them too much uh um, dark magician sounds too cool for them i don't want to do that um, cool. ty tyrant magicians i like so but you could see when we talk about spells, 
when in the past, um, in past history, they talk about magician spells, you know, that create magic. Right. It's a spell. Right. A spell is a series of things that you do. Yes. It's a process mm-hmm. to unlock um, to unlock a pattern. Absolutely. And you get it. You have enough with your jam and everything that if you watch Donald Trump speak, he speaks in very short sentences mm-hmm. and repeats it and repeats it. Very over, short, simple sentences. Over and over again. He's been taught well. Yeah. And this is where this is where the tyrant magician, this is where Bannon comes in. Bannon is the one who taught him how to do that. Because right. before Trump would go on and on and on, they would make fun of him. Right. He would sound like he, he's a drunk at the party. Right. Now he's like, he sounded like, you know, he's uh, an autocrat. Yeah. He would say Just, one thing and then he would inflame the crowd by saying something against a, 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 a group that has very little power mm-hmm. or doesn't have enough power to um, smack him in the face. Right. Um, and then he goes after building a wall and doing this and that. And, you know, it's all a bunch of corporate greed. It's a waste of money, waste yeah. of massive amounts of money. And instead of planting on the border, they should just plant a bunch of trees on the border. It's, it's, it's land that nobody else is using. And right. we know global warming is getting worse. We could be plot, we could be. Anyway, I mean, why, why, would we, why would we do anything to help future generations? Why don't we just keep like boiling this planet until future generations would have to live underground? Because the victim conspiracy theorist child archetype is so myopic that it can't see past what it can immediately see. Me and my own kids. That's all I care about right now. I'm not even thinking about me. Me and my own kids. And basically, this is the condemnation of entire species that has survived over and over again. But this is this is what this is what creates. This is what creates uh, the openings for the tyrant magician. Because these people are easy pickings because they don't believe in anything. They don't believe in humanity. They don't believe that we as a people need to elevate ourselves, become more conscious of the world around us, become more conscious of our brethren, brethren and sisters out in the world and connect to them in genuine ways to heal this world. One hundred percent. That I saw. Obviously, this happened before I was born. But my grandfather was very good at recruiting people to his religious uh, sect. Um, there were two types of people. My father would say, "Those who had done something bad and wanted forgiveness, and those who had had something so bad happen to them that they wanted it to make sense." And there was a third one, those people that wanted to do something bad and basically wanted to sell indulgences and have it paid for in advance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it was the people that so much bad stuff have happened to them. They needed something to make sense. And so for my grandfather to come then and tell them, you've had all these painful things because the Lord has been preparing you to live as high as law as his chosen people. Ooh. Yeah. That would help anyone who's had a tough life 
suddenly move into a space of what they believe to be empowerment. They say, ah, I knew it. I am special. And it's a very clever uh, uh, manipulation tactic. And I like the fact that we're talking about spells. And maybe this should be the spell casting episode. But I want people to realize you made a good point that Trump would ramble on, but then suddenly he started getting more basic with his vocabulary. And it's not because he's actually stupid, but he was being coached. Words like sad, or he's a bum. Too bad they didn't vote for me. Sad. He's a bum. Just very basic elementary schoolyard vocabulary in repetitive statements is going to speak to the child and the victim shadow sides to let them say okay yeah you know what right there are bad people out there and they are stupid and i am smarter than them and my dad can beat up your dad that's what he's doing he's activating that child psyche within all of us to get them to go his way so that is people think spell casting is abracadabra and all these things no no spell casting you you see it you see it in marketing campaigns all the time Mm -hmm. They cast a spell. The, the, the commercial, I, I think you remember well, uh, Be Like Mike. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's casting a spell. Absolutely. Because what you're doing is you're connecting a human being to this magical thing. Right. And then you're connecting everybody else to it. Like, mm-hmm. be like Mike. Absolutely. This Fascinating, is right? So that's how you cast a spell. And it's like, oh, you know, I can be like Mike. It's, it's only Mike can be like Mike anyway. But that's that's what's interesting about casting a spell. And so, but here's the catch, though. You and I are talking about casting spells, and I choose to see them everywhere from either side. I will always have blind spots, yeah. 100% admit it. But when someone is entrenched to conspiracy theorists, their blind spot is so big that they're so focused on one road where they see the spells coming from that they can't see all the other ones around them that they are engulfed in. And so they are so convinced that they know more than anybody else because their AM radio talk show is talking about the deep state. And you see people on Twitter saying, you know what? Good for Putin because I hope he takes out our deep state. Like, and but they still call themselves, quote, patriots. And I'm like, okay, so we live in the greatest country in the world, but you also don't trust our government. What, what's going on here? How does this work? They, they make they make us unstable. Oh, absolutely. By terms of like when you start to bypass, like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, come on. People are not going to fall for that. And really, people are. And suddenly it becomes a coin term. This is when I started watching Bannon very closely. Instantly, this deep state thing became coined like mm-hmm. a reality. Right. It created something. And it was proven over and over again. Trump was trying to prove it during this is this is how strong the spell is. Yes. Right. (laughs) The spell is so strong that and, you know, it's not his spell and, you know, he's under the influence of the spell. He starts digging in the FBI, trying to prove there's a cabal somewhere in government and the NSA or the FBI or the CIA. There must be a cabal who are basically going after everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? 
There must be. You remember this? It was like insanity. There was like it was, it was insane. And I felt okay. I was raised on deep state conspiracy theories, living yeah. on the fringe in the wilderness of Montana, and next to the greatest expanse of wilderness in the continental United States, where we could go into hiding if we needed to be at any moment because we were ready for the deep state to come and get us. Yeah. And then we break away from polygamy and I go through counseling and therapy. And I feel like I was in an episode of Stranger Things yeah. where like we closed off the cave and we came into the mainstream world, leaving all the conspiracy theories and all the other stuff in the cave. But then like suddenly with a twist of an episode, there's a crack in the seal and the black ooze starts filling out and it yes. starts to chase me into the mainstream. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. That, I thought it was just people in fringes and conspiracy theories, but really there's a lot of people who, if not consciously, at least subconsciously, had these deep underlying beliefs that life isn't fair, good things don't happen to me because there's someone out to get me, um, and it is I need to blame someone, so it's Democrats. And you have people saying, I'd rather be Russian than Democrat. Which is we shadow, have they villainized so much. Absolutely, what you're talking about, the shadow grows deep because we, as groups of people on this terrain, our ancestors abused a lot of people. Absolutely, the Chinese, the African Americans, the Native blacks, Americans. the the Native peoples who. They abused everybody, and so it became it became part of the psychic connection. I would agree that there was a huge amount of victimization, yeah. and, and and it seeped into a culture of victimization, especially when the victimization continued. One hundred percent. Where. Um, People of color are made into slaves, where um, the Chinese are slaves, where natives are slaves, where you put them in camps. And so it continued. And so there is a, um, what you're talking about. Transference. Yeah, that are susceptible. We sit on a lot of negative energy. Karma, I, I like to make the point too, that those who inflict trauma damage themselves just as much if not more than those they inflict trauma upon. Yeah. yeah and so our ancestors who did not treat others well and victimized many yeah. people that there would be some energetic transference that does get stored into our dna yeah i think it's in our surroundings i think it's in the water we drink sometimes i think it's in the land yeah yeah because because you could tell there is a part of the wanting to believe in the the most bizarre thing i just want to believe something is uh, very strange it's like they're possessed yeah. to believe something completely ridiculous um there is something that might be a hail mary but gives them a sense of purpose a sense of belonging uh and a sense of superiority that's what would drive someone watching someone who would join. A well, that's a cult. Exactly. Yeah. That's my upbringing. Yeah. That's my background. Yeah. And so yeah, that's cool thinking. Yeah. And this is a, this is, but I think this is where this is grows is that it's the, um, it's the trauma 
that has never been really resolved. I mean, we committed it again with uh, Japanese internment camps. We've done it over and over again. We keep yes. doing it. Then we then we uh, we open uh, prisons like Gitmo, and we continue to torture people. So bad, bad. juju. Mm -hmm. This is bad. This is bad energy. Yes, you're. And uh, you know, I was talking. <clears throat> I was talking to Christy, and I said to her, uh, "We're talking about." I said, "When there's a trauma, the." the emotional fragment that splits off to embed itself in the psyche, that emotional fragment has no psychic signature, mm -hmm. which means that it doesn't belong to you. Mm -hmm. yes. Right. It's not part of you. It's a foreign object that embeds itself in you. And so when you have collective traumas on the land mm -hmm. and there is a stubbornness about giving because there's two poles in the United States because there's also good energy of people yeah, moving towards um, giving equal rights, um, right. giving the voting act. And, and now we kind of slid in a different direction where the Supreme Court is trying to bring us back to the oldies but goodies. I don't know why we need to go back to the oldies but goodies. They were oldies that but goodies good. when you were a white American. And I have no problem admitting that. By me admitting that as a white American male, things are definitely skewed my way. I lose nothing by admitting that. Yeah. It's not like somebody could say, okay, Lance, you now deducted 50% from your bank account. I lose nothing by admitting, okay, this system definitely has been skewed. And the system is outdated and it's dying. And look, we follow the system to the logical end and we realize the world is evolving and growing. We can't suddenly go backwards. That's not how nature works. It's not how evolution works. It's never done that once in the history of evolution's course. And again, this is the child archetype saying, well, I'm special. I want it my way. So let's go back to the way it used to be. That is a child throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the child had, had their way, you know, and the, the, the child uh, had their childhood home, had their, you can never go back to that because it's yeah. an experience. It's a, it's a part of consciousness. Absolutely. And when you're a child, your consciousness was that of this four-year-old or five-year-old or six-year-old or seven-year-old. Mm -hmm. It was not of your present self who may be 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70. So their consciousness. Yeah. So it's interesting. Different. Yeah, the cognitive dissonance is very funny that you have a lot of these people that wanted to go back to the way it used to be in the 50s and 60s, who also are shaming younger people for being soft. They just need to toughen up. And it's like, yeah. wait, you're 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 asking for the same thing, but just in a macro level versus their micro level. You can't see it. Yeah. And yet, no, again, they think they're the exception. The child always thinks they're the exception to the rules. Yeah. And so the child and the victim archetypes are the ones that are susceptible to flattery, to spellcraft, to witchcraft, people telling them the things they want to hear. One of my favorite things is here's Donald Trump, a man that has exploited women for decades that we know of. He wants to give a little bit of lip service. He says, oh, yeah, child trafficking is a real concern.
Suddenly, just because he gave lip service to it, he's like the only president that's ever cared about child trafficking and every other. His president. best friend is Jeffrey Epstein, and Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein is a known like who, I know, who trafficked in children, who basically child uh, sex slavery. Yeah, I know, but what I'm getting at is that the spellcatchers are so good; they are brilliant at, um, first off, they inoculate themselves by, a lot of people don't wanna talk about such bad things. And, but the spellcatchers realize, you know, we're actually gonna talk about it. Even if, you know, we don't really care about it, but we're gonna talk about it to get everyone's outrage stirred up. And because we're the ones talking about it, we're gonna convince them that we're the only ones who are doing something about it. Um, but that's the thing is, no, but, but they're not talking take- about it. They have created their own narrative about yes. it, even yes. though they're the ones who did it. Mm-hmm. Now they've mm-hmm. that now they can see the narrative of, of like of what's interesting is like the uh, the Russian investigation, basically, that they were involved in, which turned out to be true that they were mm-hmm. involved in. But. Anyway, they just like they turned it into some kind of conspiracy, right? The Russia conspiracy, and then so and then they tried to fit in pieces of what it is, and this is the spell, right? Mm-hmm. So this is how you boil down the spell: you take pieces of truth, yes, you add, you insert them into spaces where the lies might collapse. So you insert a little bit here, you insert a little bit here, you insert a little bit here. And then it sounds like the original story, except it has a very different ending. Yes. (laughs) Lex Luthor wins and Superman dies. Mm -hmm. Go on. That's um, what really it is, is the, the craftiness of talking about things that stoke our basic most base fears and disgust like child abuse etc etc and taking those things and cleverly fitting them into around that your energy of your enemy because they don't talk about it and we do talk about it that means they're keeping a secret yeah very clever very simple yeah. manipulation but that's the cleverest kind of manipulation yeah where it's just very basic oh this and this okay yep um hillary clinton uh and bill clinton they were oh benghazi benghazi oh my god benghazi they were the ones who were cutting funds from protecting embassies i mean it was blatant right. they were cutting funding for embassy defenses at the same time, they were screaming, bloody murder. You couldn't save them. You didn't put enough people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe Bill Clinton was friends with Epstein, but also Trump was, too. Oh, somehow Trump. Everybody to- was. I know. This thing is, again, I'm fair. I don't know everything about Bill and Hillary Clinton. I'm not saying they're exempt from anything. No, no. But the fact that people are saying, well, Trump, oh, he's actually just a clever inside man who's been spying in. He's bringing down the whole cabal because he's so much smarter than everybody. Oh, but when he also says outrageous or stupid things, it's like, oh, well, sometimes he's just not the best with his words. I'm like, okay, is he smart or is he dumb? Which one are you going to take? There is, there is no amount of ganja 
that can explain Trump's elite IQ. Trump is Trump is a figurehead of this cabal. They are the cabal. Those magicians are the ones who are basically putting words in his mouth, doing things. And he has the purse strings to push himself into those places. It's not like he has nothing. He has purse strings. He has money. Yeah. He has money and he has cult of personality. Cult of personality. And he's been in the limelight where you've seen his picture. And he has sold himself in the past, also with magicians. Yes. As an American success story. No one's marketed themselves better than Donald Trump. Yes, very much so. Very much so. But if you look at his track record, he really hasn't done much at all. Oh, and he doesn't have that much money, and he owes a lot of money, and every time you get into it with Donald Trump is because Donald Trump refuses to pay. The workers, he walks out of hotels, he's... Like people take over the rights to his name all the time. This is like across the world because he doesn't keep his end of the deal. He's always squelching on a deal. And the the brilliantness of it though, again, this is cult mentality that they have spun up his base so much that any time you do have them cornered with something concrete that Donald Trump is lying to them or whatnot is, oh, that's the deep state or, oh, that's a conspiracy trying to take him down. That's the brilliantness of the whole thing. Magician defenses. Yeah. Defense, defend by saying, defend by saying, um, we we're looking at you you're 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 the one who's attacking us we're not attacking you suddenly they have created the monster who's out there Mm -hmm. um and therefore you're the one that's dumb you're the one that's being deceived because our guy is the champion and it is even people that left polygamy that said oh uh, after my parents left, decades later, oh yeah, the, the child molesters became the lead, the head of the of the group, and so we left. We're never going to get duped ever again. Oh, but Donald Trump, yeah, champion, yeah. sure. Yeah. And again, I love them. These are my people. I understand. I understand their thought process. I understand where they're coming from. And what, if anything, as we're coming up on the hour now. It's not important that anyone listening agrees with me. Mm. I don't need anyone to agree with me. Mm. My whole point is, I don't really know. No one really knows all the absolute truth. I could never know all the absolute truth. I do know they're up to no good. (laughs) Yes, but what I'm getting... I don't know the absolute truth, but I know what I do know. Is that... A lot of people have been sold that the elitists with their big fancy words are the spellcasters. What I'm trying to say is, it's really, no, big fancy words are not the spellcasting words. Those those are the kings. The big fancy words are used by royalty. They're used to pass proclamations. That's not right. Right. That's proclamation. That's bureaucratic speak. Yes. When you want to speak to the warriors yeah. that will champion your cause, you speak in very simple monosyllabic words 
that they can understand that speak to the red root and orange chakras, that speak to the brainstem level, that children understand, even the hidden child archetype within adults. So I'm not saying Donald Trump is the only person that speaks this way. I'm just helping you hopefully to begin to see that there are many types of way to cast spells, but the most effective and deadly ones are the ones that are so simple that you don't even see them coming. Yeah. What, what we call forbidden magic. Right. It's forbidden for a reason because it destroys society. It destroys goodness. It destroys the positive energy that we build around us mm -hmm. because that's what happens. Um, we lose that uh, America that we live in. We lose that sense of community that we're cheering for each other. Yes. That we're all on the same side. Now we're different sides and we're different political groups and we're different. And that, that magic is, there's a reason it's forbidden magic because it creates havoc and destruction. It is people definitely creating chaos because they know in the midst of chaos is opportunity. Yeah. And so they want to exploit that for their own gain. Yeah. To further advance their agenda. And so the basic, okay, the root chakra, the red chakra is your tribal, your safety, your stability. It's a tribal vibration. The brainstem is a tribal vibration. Who are my people? Where am I safe? How am I going to survive? Yeah. And so when those simple basic words, bad guy, evil, cabal, um, mm. uh, deep state, again, monosyllabic words, mm. that is speaking to the red root chakra or the brainstem level that activate tribal mentality that then yeah. causes division to form. And in that chaos, again, the dark magicians are going to take advantage of it. Steve Bannon uh, made a lot of money and rose to the top as a dark magician. Roger Stone. Oh, thank God. Those guys made a yeah. lot. They went into court. They walked out of court. They yeah. went into court and everybody's like, oh, they're going to get the book thrown out. They walked out of court. I mean, yeah, they got help from the White House. It was like clear and right. present. But still, usually you can get entangled in the American. They didn't even look like anybody like put a glove on them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Early Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson would like go into the ring. Nobody would touch him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And <clears throat> so I'm not saying you have to suddenly become Democrat. I'm just saying maybe you go back to being a Republican. That's fine. <laughs> just go go back no, to don't vote for them yeah it's just i mean you talked about it this isn't republicanism this isn't no. it's not even that anymore no and so what we're just simply asking anyone that's been activated or think that i have lost my mind is like trust me i've been living in conspiracy theories longer than most people i was raised in this world and so i recognize it and i understand it um, and I see the way they speak to people. Uh, I am simply hoping that you might begin to recognize that there 
are many ways that people can deceive. And this is one of the ways people cast spells. And it could come from someone from the left. I'm not saying the left is exempt. Oh, they've, um, they've done they've done they've done damage that's not the question the right. question now is not the question of left or right this this group of people who have taken over the republican party yeah are bent on destruction of this nation right well steve bannon has speaks of the 80 year rule you know the civil war ended in 1865 yeah. world war ii yeah they're, they're promoting the war they're promoting right. a war within the country so he's saying we're now coming upon the 80 year one and they're hoping to be the ones that are important enough to bring about the return of jesus christ following the uh you know book of revelations and the war to end all wars that there is some egoic thing that they want to believe that they are the ones that usher in christ when you and i know archetypally speaking is just christ consciousness that is coming back yeah and the consciousness that's coming back is total destruction right. that's the consciousness that you're bringing forth the christ consciousness you're talking about is destruction it is the power of destruction. Yeah. The power of the Christ, the, the, the Christ has a lot of power. Mm. One of them is destruction. Yes, disruption. Disruption, disruption. Absolutely. 100%. Mm. Spellcasting. Spellcasting, okay. With that, this is, uh, we're going to take a hiatus to focus on... Uh, uh, our course, uh, Archetypes, um, how the arch archetypes shape our world. Um, on Saturdays, uh, Lance, um, Christy, and I are talking about what are archetypes? What are archetypal patterns? How do you know which archetype is which? How do they interact? How do they elicit or um, trigger each other's shadow, how to see the shadow of the archetype, how to you talk very um, eloquently about um, the child archetype, um, the victim archetype. The, so um, we will be back in a couple of months uh, for a new season of The Magician's Call. Uh, thanks, everyone, and see you very soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Magician's Call podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Dr. Bell Samurai and Lance. We hope you will continue to join us on this journey throughout this series. If you enjoy the JAMP Training Institute's Magician's Call podcast, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the IFC's Individuation podcast as well. You can also find us on the IFC YouTube. See you again for another episode soon.